about another round of applause. I have the great privilege tonight of introducing my dear friend, Mike Grimsley. I've known Mike for just over two decades now. He's an elder here, husband of lovely wife Kim, and father of six. Mike is a, an, a dynamic real estate developer, and, but all who know Mike can tell you he passionately serves Jesus, our Lord and Savior. Mike is a catalyst for Christ, and this is woven in and through his work and through his life. Mike shares his talents generously, as our Lord has called us to do. As I considered a verse that describes Mike, I knew right where to look. He loves the book of John. And I found in my Bible, in the margin, next to John 15, verses 16 and 17, Mike's favorite. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. Then the Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. This is my command, love each other. And we've heard a lot about love tonight, very fitting. Global and local missions are a priority in Mike's life. He gets it. He's focused outwardly, bearing fruit for the kingdom. Mike is also a visionary, and now after 20 years, we can see his impact for the kingdom. Mike was part of our first mission team to Cuba in 2004. That group was known as the Loco Ocho, or the Crazy Eights. We heard more about the longer-term impact of that work in Cuba at our lunch today that was really special. We also heard about Sacred Road Ministries that Mike has been integral in bringing to this church and impacting that ministry. We heard about that at lunchtime today, too. But tonight, the topic is about Ethiopia. And Mike first went to Ethiopia in 2005, made a, a subsequent trip in 2007. Traveling with Harold Kurtz and Frontier Fellowship really impacted Mike. And I will leave that for Mike to share more about. Mike served on the Frontier Fellowship board from 2006 to 2012. And this church benefited greatly with terrific partnerships like we will hear Mike share about in Ethiopia tonight. Mike met Ethiopian friend Ergesa Baru in 2007, and an incredible friendship and partnership for this church followed with Light of Hope Ministry. I give you the best fruit grower I know, my dear friend, Mike Grimsley. Well, thank you, Pell. I've never been introduced before, so I don't really know how to deal with that. But anyway, <laughs> kind of nice. I might, you might let you come back up here for a little while. And it's funny, the first thing I was going to talk about for just one minute is humility. Um, humility is a beautiful trait, as all of you know. And we should all be walking in it. And when I think of Ergesa, I think of humility, just to start with. So I'm going to tell you more about Ergesa and who he is, and you'll see a video and get to know him better. But I wanted to read this quote that um, 
that I came across, I was actually with Kim, and we came across it about two or three weeks ago, and maybe everyone's heard this, but I'd never heard it, and I thought it was really good, and I think it's something that should be a reminder for all of us. And it reminds me of Ergesa. And the quote is, I'm a nobody telling everybody about a somebody who can change anybody. This is your destiny, your purpose, your reason for living. Once you know who you belong to, then and only then will you know who you are. I would like to think that we can be described that way, but I know that Orgesa Baru can. He is a, for all of his accomplishments and the things that have happened to him in his life, he is one of the more humble people I've ever met. I did meet Orgesa for the first time in 2005, the first time we went to Ethiopia, and I was on a mission trip with Harold Kurtz, as Powell said. Harold started uh, Frontier Fellowship in the 1980s, and he had lived in Ethiopia for 30 years and met Orgesa, I think some, maybe in the early 2000s. And before I met, but when I was on the airplane, we were going into Ethiopia, uh, Harold Kurtz told me that we're going to meet this gentleman, Orgesa Baru. He's from southern Ethiopia. He grew up Muslim, and he's uh, now a believer, and he is back in the area of his homeland, which is the Arcea Romo people group. There's 10 million Arcea Romo people in southern Ethiopia, and over 90% of them are Muslim. He described uh, Orgesa as a modern-day Moses to his people. So I thought, wow, okay, this, this is a guy I want to really meet. And we met him, and we spent quite a bit of time with him on that trip. And then back in 07, we went back. We had another group go back to Ethiopia. And by the way, Ken Manwaring was on that team. That puts him at 1,000% for everything that we've heard today, tonight, and over the weekend on mission trips. But in 07, we went back, and that trip was led by, uh, was led by Ergesa, and we went into the villages, into multiple villages in southern Ethiopia, into these Muslim villages. And I'm going to tell you more about his ministry, but you'll get a feel for it uh, in this brief bio that Brian is about to key up for Ergesa. Orgesa Baru and his 22 siblings were born in Ethiopia to a Muslim family. When he was a teenager, he did something radical, something those in his village could not understand. He gave his life to Jesus. Rejected by his people, he left and headed to university in the capital city. But as a student Christian leader, the communists jailed him and sentenced him to death threatened with execution unless he renounced Jesus. His faith was never broken. His life was spared. God has big plans for Urgesa. He moved to Europe and Canada where he earned a PhD. Shortly after, the Lord called him to the Muslim community he had left as a child. Light of Hope Ministry was born. Because of your support, Dr. Urgesa and Light of Hope have built more than 52 schools in the community where there were none. 
45,000 boys and girls are hearing about Jesus for the first time. God is at work in Ethiopia, and your congregation has been a part of what the Lord is doing there. A translation of the Bible has been completed on behalf of Dr. Ergesa Baru, Light of Hope Ministry, and all the lives brought to Christ. Thank you. say brief bio of Orgesa, that's brief. There's lots of stories, but um, since Ricky took up our time, I'll have to cut those short. <laughs> that was a joke. I'm just kidding you, Ricky. We're, we're good. We're Bainbridge buddies. It's okay. And UGA. Um, I want, yeah, let's go to, that. let's stop there. I'm, we're just going to go quickly through a PowerPoint, but the strategy for Light of Hope from the beginning was building schools in, Muslim, in these Muslim villages. And he would go in because the villages did not have any schools. And they, as I said before, they were, all, they were predominantly, if not 100% Muslim, but with no education opportunities. And he has gone in, and since this video is done, there are up to 60 schools that have affected, I think, around 400,000 children. And our church has given uh, almost $300,000 since 2007, and we have built, been responsible for seven of those schools affecting 50,000 children. Yeah. In the strategy, again, and this is a great picture, and this is what we saw when we went there. The school is right next to the mosque in the village. The school is equipped with Christian teachers, and they come into the community, and after teaching there a while, and they're very well respected in the community, they go into the homes. It's kind of a natural deal. It's just come, come eat with us tonight, spend time with us, and over those dinners and times together, uh, they get to share the gospel, which is what they've done over and over and over and over and tens of thousands, probably hundreds of thousands, have come to know the gospel because of these schools and these villages. So that, that has been the main strategy. The last few years, um, Orgesa really on his own, without any support from Wycliffe or anyone like that, uh, raised funds to be able to uh, translate the native R.C. language into a full Old and New Testament Bible, and that was published this year in 2022. So now you've got the 10 million people that live in, uh, in this part of Ethiopia that now have access to their own, their own language in God's Word that they've never had before. And that also came through what God is doing through Light of Hope Ministry. Um, I'd like to just conclude this. Well, I'm not right. I'm not quite ready to conclude yet. Just like Ricky and Denny said, I got I got a few more things here. All right, all right. So, but I do I do want to show one more video, short, and then I just want to read a couple of paragraphs from an email that Orgesa sent me a couple three weeks ago. Uh, so let's just look at this video. This is another church that went on a mission trip 
like the one we did in 07, and hopefully like the ones we will do in the future. So let's take a look at this video. When we were coming down the road and the horses and the motorcycles approached us, it was just an incredible sight to see the enthusiasm that they had for our arrival. But we got to get to experience the joy. The ladies received flowers. They were just shoved into their hands and they were so excited to do that. Old and young men and women were just coming up and wanting to just express their gratitude. The kids were genuinely so excited about their school. I've never seen children so genuinely thankful and excited and enthusiastic about having somewhere to learn. They greeted us with chants and songs and flowers and led us to our seats and just sat there so quietly while the clan then um, had several people coming up one at a time thanking us for what this school means to their community. After we finished about an hour's worth of the elders of the clan, giving us their thanks. Uh, we kind of broke up a little bit and the kids started filing over to the schoolroom and just packing in the room. They were filling in their little desks, three and four people to a desk, and they just started reciting some of their uh, things they had memorized for school lessons. Talele looked at me and said, do you want to do the ABCs with them? And I thought, okay. So I just started singing the ABCs. W, W, X, S, Y, Y, Z. I think it was just truly humbling. It was one of the most humbling experiences I, I've ever had. As a teacher for 20 years, I worked with kids who did not have a desire really to learn in Ethiopia. It's a different 
you go over there and those kids want to be in school. And it's, as a teacher, it's so delightful to see that desire for education and wanting to better themselves, to know that that could lead to giving them salvation to Jesus Christ. To me, that's, that's the most important thing. And so we have totally at Northwood Christian Church, 172 people uh, participated financially uh, in the building of this school. And we just thank the whole Northwood family. We thank you uh, to Pastor Barry for leading this effort with the congregation. Uh, special thanks to brothers Dennis and Ray and Bradford that joined in this. And a special thanks, of course, to Tulele and Ergesa who have been with us every step of the way. To conclude, I just want to give, read a few words, a few paragraphs, just a couple, three paragraphs from an email from Ergesa that addresses us. Greetings from Sheshamani, Ethiopia. My sincere apologies for not getting to, this, getting to this earlier. I wanted to give you an overview of the past 16 to 17 years to see how God has used First Presbyterian Church in fulfilling Light of Hope's vision of reaching the unreached people with the good news of Jesus. First and foremost, I want to thank First Presbyterian Congregation for being the backbone of the actualization of the Light of Hope vision. I trust this summary gives you a glimpse of the impact that your partnerships with Light of Hope had on the lives of hundreds and thousands of neglected and unreached Arceo Romo people and other groups in South and Southeastern Ethiopia in the last 20 years. And then he, reads, he uh, cites a verse. For this is what the Lord says, you will see neither wind nor rain, yet this valley will be filled with water, and you and your cattle and your other animals will drink. 2 Kings 3.17. This was the verse that the Holy Spirit put on my heart at the darkest moment in my ministry. If you remember, I shared this verse with you in March 2006 when I came for the Global Mission Conference. In the past 20 to 21 years, I witnessed the actualization of this prophetic verse in my life and the life of Light of Hope. I learned that God is a true provider for his mission, but he does it through his willing people. Your partnership with Light of Hope is a demonstration of how God uses his people. Your First Presbyterian Church congregation, sacrificial gifts were the key and served us as served to us a model of how God builds his kingdom. Therefore, on behalf of hundreds and thousands of those whose lives were touched and transformed because of your generosity, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart and kindly ask that you continue with your partnership for the coming year and beyond. God bless, Dr. Orgesa Baru. 
So, we know that we are continuing our partnership with them because they're in the program this year. So we're going to keep doing that, and we're going to keep praying for them. And we hope that Orgasso will be able to come back, hopefully next year, and visit with us again. I stay in touch with him. I talk to him at least every other month. And he's back and forth from the United States and Ethiopia. But um, he is a modern-day Moses, and we are thankful for him. Thank you. Definitely all about the children. <clears throat> Tonight it is my honor and privilege to introduce to you my dear friends, Tom and Jocelyn Logan. Tom is president and founder of Marion Medical Mission along with his wife Jocelyn, who is co-founder and treasurer. Together they have made over 45 trips to Africa installing shallow water wells through MMM. Tom grew up in a family where social justice was an integral part of his Christian faith. His father, also a Presbyterian minister, regularly opened their home to refugees from around the world. Tom and Jocelyn have continued this legacy. After high school in the 1960s, Tom hitchhiked through Africa working with Dr. Albert Schweitzer in Cameroon, where he witnessed firsthand both apartheid in South Africa and extreme starvation in Ethiopia. Tom returned to the U.S. and began registering voters in the civil rights movements with Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. These experiences instilled a burning desire to help those who could not help themselves. In 1969, Tom graduated from the Cormick Theological Seminary in Chicago. Originally, MMM was founded to support surgical training in remote African mission hospitals. In 1985, a team of five volunteers went to three rural hospitals in the Democratic Republic of the Congo, where MMM had a connection with Dr. Kenneth McGill, a missionary doctor for the Presbyterian Church USA. When Dr. McGill moved from the Congo to Malawi, Tom and Jocelyn became aware of the great need for safe drinking water. Tom was working with Dr. John Knowles, also a missionary doctor at the Mbanguini Hospital, where they came across a shallow well that had never been installed. Dr. Knowles was upset that the government was not following through on their promises of clean water for the Malawian people. Tom turned to him and said, why don't you install it? Dr. Knowles returned the question to Tom saying, well, why don't you? The Logans were convicted, realizing that a lack of clean, safe drinking water was the root cause of so many of the medical problems their volunteers were treating. And as a result, MMM shifted its focus from curative medicine to preventative medicine through the provision 
of functional shallow wells. From 13 wells in 1990 to last year, 3,855 wells. They have spent their adult lives working together to meet the needs of the extreme poor of Africa in Malawi, Zambia, Tanzania, and also now Mozambique. Thomas Field First Presbyterian Church has partnered with Marion Medical for almost 30 years, and I count myself blessed to have been a part of this family for almost nine years along with Ivy Manwaring, Ken Manwaring, Bill Crack, Harry T. Jones, Carol Henson, Jean Thompson, and Jamie Jones. Please join with me in welcoming Tom and Jocelyn Logan back to Thomasville. very special you are how special it is for Jocelyn and I to be here on the window of my car is a picture of the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King and this quote I have decided to stick with love hate is too great a burden to bear. Some folks, when they see it, they give me the thumbs up. Hmm? And I don't recall getting a negative ever. And it's been on my car for many years. When I go through a drive-through at a fast food restaurant or pick up my food to pay my bill, I look to see if they check out my picture. And they almost always do and usually enthusiastically. And when I catch them doing that, I then say, I took that picture of Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King in 1965 in Selma, Alabama. One of the young ladies, after I told her that, looked at me and she said, you're really old. <laughs> I guess I am. I don't know how in the world that happened. Marion Medical Mission is proof that you can't accomplish anything meaningful alone. Proof of the power of loving your neighbor as yourself. It's not enough. It's not enough to analyze the world as is and ask why. 
As William Sloan Coffin said, we also need to imagine the world as it might be, could be, should be, and ask, why not? A couple of things that uh, I like to uh, point out about Africa. First, you can put the United States inside Africa three times and have room left over. Half of the hospital admissions in sub-Saharan Africa are because of waterborne diseases. And sub-Saharan Africa has the highest under five mortality rate in the world, 15 times higher than in high-income countries. It's also, it's also important for us to know that the majority of the population live in the rural areas. What has Thomasville First Presbyterian Church done? Hmm? There are so many that have safe drinking water because of you. 423 wells have been built because of you. And that's just really scratching the surface because of also your support for the field officers, Mvutu, Narinda, the coordinators, Reverend Masakifo, Mr. Kosa, Mr. Banda. This church has impacted the lives of hundreds of thousands of the extreme poor in Africa just through Marian Medical Mission. Some of you have gone to Africa with Marian Medical Mission and have dedicated the wells to the glory of God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Thomasville First Presbyterian Church, for helping to tell this most extraordinary story and for being a part of it, a part of this impossible journey. Think about it. Think about it. Building wells that provide safe drinking water in rural African villages 8,500 miles away where there is no electric power, where many times there are no roads or bridges. And Marion Medical Mission goes where others won't, where the extreme poor live, where there is cholera and little to no medical care. When uh, the well program started in 1990, we were told, you can't build 20 wells in a year. Huh? Then it was, you can't build 50 wells in a year. Then it was 500 wells. You can't build, no, you can't build 1,000 wells. You can't build 2,000 wells in a year. Then in, you can't build 3,000 in a year. In 2022, at our last board meeting in February in 2022, the board approved 3,000 wells to be built. All right. By the time I got to Malawi in September, Mr. Kosa and company had increased the number to 3,450. Right. 
the day after our goodbye celebration, when all of our 13 of our volunteers were leaving to come back to the States, it was October the 14th, Mr. Cosa told me that they had the capacity to build an additional 370 wells and asked if they could do them because of the cholera outbreak. That increased the number of wells that we were to build last year to 3,820. Hmm? And the final number ended up being 3,855. They snuck in another 35 wells somehow. Now, we told our African partners to proceed and build the additional wells at a time we still needed funding for 1,500 wells. Now, this is not how most organizations operate, I don't think. How many NGOs or the United Nations or whomever would be willing to increase the number of wells they plan to build by 28.5%, increasing the number of wells by 855? How many would do that? Hmm? What other organization could make the decision immediately, on the ground, in the moment, and have the infrastructure in place to do it? Our wells. Our wells mean the children will no longer die from waterborne diseases. Our wells mean the village people will be healthier and able to work longer in their fields, producing more food, meaning what? Less starvation. Not just the year the well is built, but the next year and the next year and the next year and the next. Over the last 32 years, Marion Medical Mission has built over 49,000 wells, hmm? providing an estimated 5 million people with safe drinking water. And at every single village, at the handover celebration, the village people are told that their well is special because Christians in the United States shared the love of Jesus with them. Hmm? So what do those five million people think about Christianity? And what do they think about the United States? Sharing the love of Jesus is the best defense against war and terror. Hmm? But we forget. We forget. Too often, too often trusting the sword more than the cross. Marian Medical Mission defies the logic of the secular world. The cost of a well for an entire village is $450. And understand, this is a higher quality well, a better well than the one we built in 1990 for $500. Hmm? So I want to show uh, Brian uh, a quick video. Now, these are uh, going to be a video of pictures that I have taken. And all the pictures, except for the first six, 
are ones I took a few months ago when I was in uh, Malawi and Mozambique. as yourself not just love your neighbor Jesus says loving your neighbor as yourself is like loving God the first and greatest commandment commandment 
not suggestion. This means, as Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King said, I must not ignore the wounded man on life's Jericho Road because he's a part of me and I am a part of him. His agony diminishes me and his salvation enlarges me. Without God, we would not exist, but we forget how easily we get separated, separated by language, by culture, by color, by distance, by income, by education, by jealousy and egos, separated by hate, half-truths, and lies. My solution to everything is the same. It's very simple. Whatever the problem, whatever the difficulty, whatever the tragedy, pray. And while you pray, dig a well. Be involved in a miracle. Share Christ's love. Feed the hungry. Give the thirsty safe drinking water. Go the second mile. Greet those who look different and those who believe different. Invite them to the front of the line. Smile and make them feel welcome at the grocery store, the gas station, restaurant, wherever. Huh? We must not wait. We need to do it now. When David faced Goliath, he didn't think his stone was too small. He believed Goliath was too big to miss. <laughs> I saw that on Facebook. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> the world is in chaos. Wars, COVID pandemic, floods, windstorms, fires, gunfire, gun violence, computer viruses, cyber attacks, on and on and on and on. Yet, yet, Marion Medical Mission had the best year ever. Why? The light that shines through Marion Medical Mission is so desperately needed. Especially now, Marian Medical Mission means loving your neighbor as yourself. We've built 49,000 wells, and we build them where the poor, where the rural poor are, where no one else will go. Impossible. Think about it. This is a story that the world needs to hear. Pray, pray, pray. Tell the story to your Sunday school classes, to your friends, your neighbors. Go to Africa. Go and see the well, see the people. You would be most welcome. What you do, speak so loud, I can't hear what you say. Only together, only together can we be who God created us to be. And when you pray, move your feet. <laughs> okay. Thank you for putting up with me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.